Welcome to Highland Football Weekly with Ian Auld. I hope everyone is keeping safe out there amid the coronavirus outbreak. Don't know about yourself, but I'm still in lockdown at the moment, so plenty of podcasts to come and many more on the way. This week's episode, episode 18, sees us speak to a man who played 10 years in Inverness, Cali Thistle. He's played for the likes of Steve Patterson, Charlie Christie, Craig Brewster, John Robertson and Terry Butcher. He won two championships with the Cali Jags back in 2004 and 2010. Russell Duncan is a man who's been there and done it in terms of Inverness, Cali Thistle. Before you get into this week's podcast, just a a small heads up. We had a little technical hiccup and the audio from the first part of the podcast is missing. It's really, well, you didn't miss much. We only asked Russell how he'd been coping during lockdown. And we start by summarising his 10 years with Inverness Cali Thistle. I started off at Aberdeen as a youngster uh, and uh, Pelly gives a, a shout out um, summer 2001 and uh, came up for what felt like forever as a trial um, done pre-season few games and then obviously signed for them and uh, just kind of kicked off of there really um, first year was a I think we kind of struggled in the league I think uh, maybe finished uh, Seventh or something, maybe in the first division, yep. maybe sixth. Um, wasn't great, but we had, a, we had a decent enough team. But obviously, at that time, squad was very, very thin. Um, you know, there was, I would say, there's maybe fourteen or fifteen players, I think, roughly, yep. and then a few, few youngsters um, would come on the bench and that. Uh, and then the second season is really when uh, we kind of got going um, for a lot of time we were uh, first and second in the league um, I think Falkirk actually went on to win the league that year but uh, they didn't get promoted um, I think it was uh, the stadium because I actually think the last game of that season we played them at uh, Brockville that's right yeah and that yep. was uh, they, they were getting the, they were got the trophy that day we actually beat them 3-2 mm-hmm. uh, I've got a feeling it might have been I remember Charlie Christie scoring I think mm-hmm. maybe Paul Ritchie I've got a feeling was Hizzy there by that point yeah. I think he maybe did come in that January. anyway I'm pretty sure Hizzy did score um, but we three 3-2 and I think we ended up finishing maybe finished fourth that season um, mm-hmm. after you know being um, in with a shout for quite a long time again probably uh, doing better than we maybe should have but we actually we had a really good team um, and then that summer we lost uh, Dennis Wynas and Barry Robson uh, you're thinking oh what are we going to you know how are we going to get on but uh, Robo we signed Bingy that summer and then um, just before the window would have closed I think or, we got Barry Wilson mm-hmm. and then uh, we, didn't, we didn't actually start we started the season again uh, got beat by Falkirk 2-1 uh, Stuart McCaffrey got sent off weird how you remember these things uh, <laughs> they all come back they come back to you uh, it's because uh, he was pleading on the TV uh, taking away his uh, livelihood by wrongly sent off but uh, and then what really turned it, I think I would say that season was a uh, uh, big Bobby Mann missed a penalty in the cup Barry Wilson's first game against Queen's Park at home we ended up getting put out so after that Barry uh, decided that he was taking the penalties and uh, his record that season was uh, phenomenal to be fair because uh, he, um, he had a penalty he had a penalty scored in the final day right. of the season against St Johnston you know the third uh. one which kind of sealed it but uh, and the BT well, commercial yeah, as well don't forget about the BT commercial we spoke to yeah, Barry yeah oh. Uh, yeah, uh, a few weeks ago uh, that, the BT uh, the BT commercial that was one of his biggest penalties. Two hundred and fifty attempts, at it, like, <laughs> but uh, you know, um, we had a great team that season. Uh, throughout, you know, Bruni and goals. Uh, most of the team the season was Tokes, 
uh, calf, big Bobby, golly at left back. And then for the first half of the season, it was Marcel, Harty and Roy McBain in midfield. But then Harty got injured and Liam Keel came in and had a great second half of the season. And then the front three was kind of, well, Barry was, he got to play in the wing. Uh, Bingy floated about and it was Paul Ritchie mainly, but obviously he had his, he, he scored a lot of vital goals. Even the uh, winner down at Clyde, the second last of course, game yep. of the season. Yep. Great header. Uh, and he also came off the bench and scored in the Challenge Cup final that season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, we, had, we also had players like Proctor and um, obviously Grant, he came in when uh, Calf or Bobby were injured or suspended or whatever. Darren Thompson, you know, we, we, again, didn't have a great depth in squad, but we had a great team spirit. And, uh, but, uh, and we were a good team. We played some good football and um, obviously deservedly won the league that season. You uh, you make then, you make forty three appearances that season. As yeah, you see, you mentioned that you mentioned God, the Challenge Cup because I, I missed the the last four games of the season. I right, uh, got yeah. stretched off in the replay, Scottish the semi final replay, and uh, that's what Caffold says. Cheers, Pedge, you won us the league by getting injured. <laughs> uh, but and it's so weird because uh, obviously later on in the career win the league again, but for that season. So just I missed four games and didn't feel as part of it. It was just so weird. Just because I missed the last four games, I was absolutely gutted. But obviously delighted because we won the league. It was brilliant. That um, take you back a wee bit to uh, when yeah. Pelly when Pelly signed you. Um, yeah. I, you actually um, I don't know if you remember from your your time at Elgin. You spent a wee bit of time on loan at uh, an Elgin as you say you were at, you were at Forfar Pelly takes you in that first season what are your initial thoughts uh, signing for Cali this on and working with Steve Patterson because you'll obviously been aware the year before you know Super Cali go ballistic you're, you're going to, yeah. to join this team that were uh, you know creating cup shocks and stuff like that what were your initial thoughts about working with, with Pelly? Obviously wanting to play uh, first team football really you know um, as I said played I think six games at Elgin and 15 at Forfar so I haven't played a lot of first team football and that was the first and foremost thing trying to get games under your belt and trying to establish yourself and as soon as you meet Pelly everybody kind of falls in love with him you know he's a great guy um, brilliant manager he never went into a lot of detail but everybody wanted to play for him that's what he came across you know and it was just basically trying trying to get myself into the team and Play games and because I think I'd only signed a year's contract, so obviously uh, I was trying to get another contract and uh, do my best I could for myself and for the club, really. Yeah, you get involved pretty soon. You play, you play a lot of games that that season. There's one game I want to I want to talk to you about because um, everyone knows that obviously I'm a I'm a Hearts fan. The only Hearts game <laughs> I've left, the only game I've left early from uh, in all my time supporting Hearts and and going. I was a season ticket holder that time. The only game I've left early and chucked it and thought, nah, I'm not watching this, was when Cali Thistle beat Hearts 3 1 uh, in the Scottish Cup third round. As I mentioned, Cali Thistle were, uh, you know, had beaten Celtic the the years previous yeah. and they, they, they created another Cup up upset, beating Hearts 3 1 at Tynecastle. Tell us about your memories about that Cup shot because that, I mean, again, Cali Thistle beat a uh, top flight side 3 1, but not only beat them, but play, played them off the park as well. Uh, it's actually kind of changed probably changed my career really because uh, I've been playing wing back when I'd played most of that season and uh, that that day Pelly put Tokes right wing back and I went in centre midfield and uh, from then on it just kind of kicked off that's what I was playing but for some reason I can't remember who scored the first goal uh, I think it was Tokes was it Tokes scored the first goal oh, oh so he did he, uh, absolute belter with his left foot didn't he yep into the top corner that's right but we'd had a few chances and we were playing really well and uh, Hart scored right before half time if I remember correctly mm-hmm. I, thinking, I can't believe we're in here at one each and then um, second goal pretty sure it's Dennis it's just a, a launch up the park and Dennis takes a great touch turns and uh, fires it with his left foot into the bottom corner and then the third one uh, I think it's Roy plays a through ball to Beggy Biggie does. Uh, I'm trying to think who the defender is. He puts him on his arse, and then uh, 
scores a good goal and uh, to be fair we played really really well that day uh, who was your striker that day uh, he was getting the rate uh, Fuller might, yeah Fuller? right Ricardo Fuller and Gary Wales might have been the yeah, front two there for right, Ricardo Fuller it was I and to be fair Calf and Big Bobby sorted him out that day uh, he never got a sniff and we thoroughly deserved it it was and uh, what I remember is uh, my wife uh, well girlfriend at the time and my mum and dad <laughs> I thought they were at the game but the car broke down on the way down and they actually missed that <laughs> oh, nightmare. so I didn't know until afterwards phoned them and uh, nah, they were like oh we never made it so it was, uh, it, was it was it was a great day a good uh, car journey back up with the boys uh, drinking the uh, free tenants that we got for uh, <laughs> from the sponsors that day see that I'm just thinking there that would have been well, your debut, your debut season playing for a, a first division club, the game I'm pretty sure will have been top billing on sports scene on a Saturday night. You know, all that kind of, uh, everything that comes with creating a big cups upset, you know, the, the photographers in the dressing room at Tynecastle, the, the, as you say, the free drink from the sponsors, you know, the television appearance at night on sports scene, that, you know, is all part and parcel of the, the experience, I suppose, and probably something that's quite new to yourself. Yeah, it was, um, and that's, that's that's sort of thing you want it to be when you become a footballer. It's obviously do well in that, but uh, you want to be on the telly, you know. Um, and obviously, that probably would have been one of the first games on the sports scene that night with being such a a big upset in that. And uh, that's what football's all about: um, entertaining and uh, getting yourself out there and you know enjoying it and it was it was a great day and that was the first of uh, many um, upsets we we done when even when I was there you know we had uh, we created uh, a few good uh, uh, upsets in my time there and obviously once I left the, right, the club it has continued on really mm-hmm. indeed you mentioned Pelly there I'm sure he would have been front and centre of the you know the celebrations after that, that after that game the, the bus journey back up must have been a good one you've probably been part of many good bus journeys back up that A9 yeah um, there has been some good ones uh, but uh, I would say later on uh, the when we won the league 2010 after their game that was, yeah. that's got to be the best best bus journey I've ever had and I always remember uh, prior to the game Butcher's uh, team talk basically was you know, we've won the league. Uh, we'll be stopping off at Bridge of Allen, drinking in uh, I think it pub was called the Phoenix or something, okay. something like that. Uh, okay. His local, anyway, when he stayed down there, and it was basically, if you don't win the day, you're not embarrassing me. You won't be getting in the pub. You will be sitting in the bus, and I'll go in. So that was kind of his team talk, and I think uh, I think we're seeing a lot after 20 minutes. So that's kind of obviously obviously worked, you know. It was just mayhem. It was brilliant. Um, I think, obviously, all the drink in the world and the bus stopped off at Bridge Allen uh, in the bar for two hours. And then uh, we had to stop at Octorada to get more drink because <laughs> the bus was dry, basically. And then uh, I remember stopping. The, once we got up to Inverness, the bus dropped us off at, was it Prags to Riches? Was it a nightclub or something? Um so we were in the nightclub in our trackies and uh, eventually I think uh, myself and Essen took ourselves off about maybe one-ish, two o'clock in the morning uh, back to the house to um, go and see the wives since we hadn't seen them all day after the, after the game and celebration. So, and then it just continued into the next day. I think we all had a, had a big party down at the Cali Stadium, but it all, all started off with that bus journey. And uh, I'd say there's been many good bus journeys up the road, but that's definitely uh, got to be the best one. Pelly leaves the club in 2002. John Robertson comes yeah. in. I know that you've you've worked with John Robertson for a couple of years, and I know that when Robo comes in, what's your your thoughts when John Robertson pitches up? Obviously, a, a kind of household name in, in Scottish football, and and for yourself, you touched on it there. You know though that 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 season 2003 four was a tremendous season. But what was life? working with John Robertson for yourself? Well, when Robo came in, I was actually, uh, I was actually suspended. Um, I just, uh, 
I'd got sent off in the Pelly's last game down at uh, Air United mm-hmm. um, when uh, we drew three each with uh, Air after being 3-0 down I uh, got myself sent off uh, so initially I was like you know what, out of the team three game ban um, and you're thinking well you're starting all over again you know a new manager you start all over again anyway but coming from suspension and um, obviously missed a few games and then we were playing eight at home and I actually think I came on after 20 minutes for Tokes we were 1-0 down and uh, just played played most of the season but I got an injury again out of the team and that I think uh, I was just coming back when we beat Celtic that season in the cup when Dennis scored um, so I was gutted to miss that and we kind of season got to the semi-final that was it but in the league we kind of pittered out a wee bit um, so you're, you're you know I'm still trying to find my feet under the new manager because it's been a sort of stop start for me the, the rest of that season but then came in pre-season and um, I was in the team and just kind of we went from there and it was turned out to be one of the best seasons the club's had yeah that, that season you, you spoke about it earlier season 3-4 we spoke to Barry, who um, had a pivotal role to play in the, the final day of the season, but that season had everything. Um, Cali Thistle win the Challenge Cup. As I say, you, you make a lot of appearances that season. You uh, you reach the Scottish Cup semis, unfortunate to lose out to Dunfermline in a, in a replay and um, potentially make a Scottish Cup final, which would have been incredible for a club that were only 10 years old. Uh, but to clinch the the title and the way that the the club did, I know that you obviously missed the running, but but that season, probably um, season nine ten as you as you mentioned, you win the league again. But would that be one of your best seasons uh, in your ten years at Cali Thistle? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I'd say I played I played uh, most of the game the last four, as I said, through injury. But um, I think uh, just the, the team we had, you know. You went into every game knowing that we were going to score goals and you just felt confident and I think it kind of went up and down for that season to be fair and then because Clyde they must have beat I think they were 10 points clear with 10 games to go and then we just went on a run although we drew it I think we drew it home to Falkirk um, third last game of the season you thought that was maybe our chance you know we Clyde just needed a draw against us, really, and that would have kind of sealed the the league for them. But um, it was just great. It was. Um, we And we stayed in digs that year. Myself, Stuart McCaffrey, Roy McBain, Paul Ritchie and Mark Brown. And it was just like a family, you know. And it just continued from on the pitch and off the pitch, which was great. Yeah, the, the club or the team at the time, I mean... I always, I always look back at when Pelly, Pelly kind of created the team. Robo added to it, and then taking the the club on to uh, the SPL. Obviously, Craig Brewster comes in, Charlie Christie comes in, and and they kind of add to it in the in the next couple of years. That it just looked like a really solid team. Everyone knew each other's jobs. It looked like a real kind of close knit. You mentioned family there. It looked like a, you know, you you played as a team on and off the park. I think uh, as the seasons went by, every season kind of got, there was a wee bit more professionalism added to the club on and off the pitch, I would say. Um, you know, and it felt really close. And then I'd say the club changed a wee bit um, and no fault on this guy's part at all when uh, Marius Nikolai signed. Um, I'd say the players got on great with them and that but there was always this about uh, we were all kind of paid the same and then Manus was out there and I just felt as if the club changed a wee bit then um, from the close knit and then together and this it just kind of changed a wee bit and you could feel it changing but it was still a good yeah I enjoyed every minute of my time in Inverness you know um, nothing's going to change that but you just felt the club change from that when the club moved into the to the SPL, it was funny because I was I completely forgotten about the fact that c- the club had to play um, the home games at Petodre, which might have been easier for you, I suppose, because being an Aberdeen boy, you know, you're effectively going back to your 
to your roots every other week. Was that was that easier? Was that difficult having to play your home games? I know that the club, you know, started okay that season. You know, they picked up the odd result, but was it a hindrance having to play in Aberdeen every other week? Um, I don't know. Again, as you said, for me, it wasn't too bad because I I could go down the road on a Friday um, and stay stay in Stonehaven on a Friday night for the home games at Aberdeen on Saturday. Um, but it's probably more difficult for the supporters, really. You know, um, it's a long journey for them for a home game. Uh, probably unfair, but um, you know, it was, it was half a season, um, and it was a weird experience because we actually played Aberdeen, and we were the home team in the home changing room. <laughs> it was at their home stadium, um, but uh, I think it, it had to be done, obviously. Um, or the club I don't know what would have happened you know um, it wouldn't have been they wouldn't have the stories they had now if it, if they didn't go for the ground share um, but yeah it was possibly a wee bit difficult but we were holding our own to be fair um, had a few good good results there we beat uh, Rangers there we beat Hearts there so can't really say it hindered us too much but it's always nice to get back up the road and play at your own stadium Craig Brewster comes in after John Robertson leaves to join Hearts, it was a move that, that Robbo couldn't turn down at that time. And obviously, yeah. being a being a Hearts legend, getting the opportunity to return to Tynecastle and manage the club was was obviously too good for him uh, at the time. Too good an opportunity to to pass up. Craig Brewster comes in. Your thoughts on the um, appointment of Craig Brewster at the time? Well, again, it was it was unknown because he hadn't had any experience as a manager or anything, and he comes in with his own ideas and and what have. And I think was it was it November he maybe came in mm-hmm. maybe round about then. So he's he's just training and he's taking training and blah blah blah. We're playing away, but the big thing the big thing that came was when he actually started playing games for us come the January once because he was obviously still registered as a well would have been he'd played for Aberdeen so he could yep. play for us, um, and then things changed then because uh, he was still a player he could hold the ball up and bring us in and he had quality um, he scored a uh, goal for us and he just uh, he again there was another bit of professionalism uh, there was a lot on fitness you know um, and we were a fit enough team anyway but he just took it up that next notch I'm sure Baz has said to himself he probably added a few years onto Barry's career yep he did um, yep. Barry you know he basically told Baz he won't play for me until you get into some sort of condition and and Baz uh, put his head down and got on with it like we all had to do you know that's um, the way it was there was a lot of fitness based in it and um, and then it was about uh, your quality after that and we we won a lot of games because we were probably fitter than some of the other teams I spoke to Derek Adams a few weeks ago when he made the transition from a Ross County player to then well he was interim manager interim yeah. player manager then manager from a player's point of view, when you're uh, you're playing for someone who's playing alongside you in the team, how how easy or how difficult that? I mean, when you're obviously, I'm assuming when you're playing, if your manager's giving you a roast and he's on the side of the, the pitch and you won't see him for another, you know, half an hour or so. But when he's uh, when he's alongside you um, and he's perhaps having a go at you on the pitch, how how easy or how difficult is it playing alongside your manager? Eh, it didn't bother me. Um... I seen Brew as he was just a player, and any boy who played with me, I'll tell you, I'll make, I I gave him so years, and he was no different, and, and he took it. You know, the, what happened on the pitch is different from what happens off it. You give him stick, and then he gave you stick, and that was it. It was just the way it was. He was just another teammate while he was on the pitch. Um, a lot, of, although you're a lot of time you're shouting gaffer, but you know he was just a team player at the time when he's on the pitch, and. Uh, uh, I'm sure we've had a few ding dongs, you know, but that's just the way it was. Uh, it didn't bother me. Uh, a few boys I might have, but I was just one of those that, you know, if you're playing in my team, if you're the manager, if you're just a player, you can you've got to get your your mouth full like the rest of them. I think you touched on it there. I mean, I know Brewster leaves the following season, Charlie comes in, but the first two seasons the club are in the top flight, and indeed, you know, obviously a couple of seasons after that, we know. What, what happened in, in season 2008-9 but for the first couple of seasons the club are up there 
to me, they're never really troubled by relegation. I mean that uh, that second season in the SPL when when Brewster's in for a, for half of it and then Charlie's in, the club actually finish with the they finish in the bottom six, but they finish with more yeah. points than I think Hibs in fourth. So yeah. I mean they were ne- yeah, correct, the club yeah. were never in trouble. Uh, never in relegation trouble for the kind of early early stages, which is is probably a compliment to to the managers, but more so the players at that time because it was a real good unit and and never did you feel you know in any any trouble? Did you did you feel that you know listen this team that we've got together can can handle ourselves in the in the top flight? Yeah, I was, you know, um, every every season they they used to give us like expectations blah 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 if you finish here this or that I always thought my theory is if you have a bad season and you finish 11th it's not a bad season you know you're still in the league what's a good season still being in the league for a club at Inverness's size a bad season and you finish 11th it's still good Um, anything above that was a bonus I think because we've done so well people higher up want and everybody does. They want a wee bit more, and uh, and then we obviously weren't we weren't paid. Don't get me wrong, decent enough wage and that, but we needed the win bonuses to make our money, and I think that's what you know. We had to, we went out, and there may be other teams thought you know they're getting paid. I don't know what again, five, ten grand or whatever they're getting on a freezing cold winter's day they're maybe not got the same appetite as us that are thinking we need this extra money to you know help us along and not any time even even um, the year we get relegated to the start of that season I don't think we were going to be in any trouble it's just once we got to Christmas coming off that Christmas period I thought yeah this is this is trouble but before that all other seasons nah and then the season we get back up I had no no doubt we'd be alright as well. That um first couple of seasons in the SPL, I think that the I think one thing that the club had um going for it was the consistency of um of players uh, and squad selection. That they, they kinda as I said it was a real good unit, but you kinda tended to find I mean, covering the club at that time, you could almost you, you knew the kind of starting eleven, you know, when you turned yeah. up. I mean I remember going to away games and you get you know, uh, guys that were covering the home team, they would kind of say, how, how are Cali Thistle lining up? And you, without knowing the, the team sheet in advance, you could pretty much guess, um, you know, the starting 11 yeah, or close yeah. close to it. I mean, that was, again, it, you know, I'm not saying it was an easy job for the for the managers in charge, but, you know, the, for me, looking from the outside in, the, the squad pretty much policed itself at times, you know? We sort of continued from winning the league and uh, at that time, it was all, only ever sort of two players in, two players out, you know, three maybe. That was it. So there wasn't much change in the squad. Um, and because we were performing most of the time reasonably well, there was no need to change the team very often. Uh, there was the odd one or two changes. Um, but we just we were just a unit. We knew Everybody knew what they were doing and we just got on with it. And with uh, Little Fuss and because it was such a small squad at the time to start with and that everybody got on and there's a thing about having a big squad and a wee squad you know okay it's great having a big squad you can rotate it all you want but there's something about having a small squad that these are all there together um, and you know if you're not playing you've got a small squad you know you're going to get a few injuries or suspensions and you'll get your chance and that's what happened with the boys and we just dug in really and probably performed better than MD expected us. I spoke to John Rankin uh, last week and John uh, was was telling me that when he made the move in 2006 to join Cali Thistle from Ross County, he was was nervous about going into that dressing room because obviously he was a a rival having played for Ross County, but at the same time he he explained that that dressing room uh, was actually a a professional, well, I suppose, a professional dressing room. It was a, a kind of well-drilled unit, um, a, a good team. Uh, he he kind of found that a, a useful experience at that stage in his career, joining Cali Thistle on that dressing room. Um, it was obviously a very good team, a very kind of well-drilled unit. But there must have been some characters in around that uh, dressing room as well, some lively characters uh, at that time. Yeah, um, loads. To be fair, uh, 
everybody played their part in it. Um, you know, you had you had your quiet boy. Mark Brown was quiet. He was, but some of the things he said, he'd just crack you up. And then you had like uh, uh, Baz was always in amongst stuff. Myself, everybody always said it was me. It was never me, but I always got the blame. And then you had like a Keo and Hardy and that. Um, just uh, something special about that team. To be fair, it was like it was a great period. Every day was a laugh, loads of fallouts, but it was forgotten. And you just got on with it. And uh, I think I remember when Ranks came in. Again, he's coming in. You're thinking, oh well, that looks. You know, somebody else challenged me for a place. And I lost my place for a while, but it's not against the player, you know. Um, Ranks, Ranks was a, a great lad, good player. And actually, when he left, I was gutted because he'd actually just gotten back in and we'd actually won five games in a row. Yep. Starting off, I think, Samirin at home, United away, we beat Hearts away. Celtic. Um, Celtic, yeah. And, just, and, and then next thing, he's, he's um, getting sold to uh, Hibs. I'm just thinking... You know, other teams getting strengthened because Ranks was he was playing well. Um, for some reason, Brewster didn't particularly like him, and that's just what happens. But um, yeah, I was good when Ranks went. Uh, you know, uh, good player and great guy having to change room because you know he he was professional, didn't drink or anything, and I remember him we had a Christmas night out and he's dressed up as uh, a lassie in high heels and. And just thinking, how can somebody that not one touch of drinking him is walking about Inverness in high heels, short skirt, and that? And you're just saying, brilliant. Around Inverness, there's been a few sites like that in Inverness before, yeah. but but not quite, <laughs> uh, not quite John Rankin in a in a dress. That that midfield, I mean, look at that. Well, that that kind of couple of seasons, what season two thousand six, seven, seven, eight. The midfield options available to to Charlie and and Brewster comes back in. Um, you, you know yourself, Ian Black, Barry Wilson, Marcus Patalain, and John Rankin. Doogie Emery was in for a kind of spell uh, in between kind of yeah, him and Don Rankin Cowie. leaving. Uh, what was that? Sorry, Don Kerry. Yeah, Roy McBain. Don, Don Kerry as well. I Roy mean, McBain. Quite, um, quite a midfield. Yeah, I, I always remember uh, another game you will enjoy. We're Tyne Castle away, and we won three two, and we had um, Chipper on the right. Myself, Blackie in the middle, Roy was on the left, and Ranks was actually playing in behind the uh, striker and had uh, Barry on the bench, uh, Graham Bain was on the bench, and that. And just thinking, you know, we've got uh, Calf was on the bench, I, don't, I can't remember who was on it, maybe Marcus, Barley would be on And just think, we got depth now. Yep. And then a month later, then uh, Ranks is gone, and you're thinking, what you know, but um, we did we had a, we had a, and I think I don't think many teams would enjoy playing against us. To be fair, our midfield had a bit of everything really. We had pace, you know. Baz was quick. Um, okay, he was getting on a wee bit, but he was still quick. Uh, but uh, selling Blackie would get stuck in, and then you had your creative creativity with Ranks, Chipper, and um, Roy. And that you know, we had a, a, a good unit, and we knew what we were doing. You mentioned there that no one liked playing against Cali Thistle at that time. The club have always had a, a kind of strong history of troubling the old firm, but that season, 2006-07, you go unbeaten against Rangers. Charlie Christie's the manager at the time. Um, Celtic, you you kind of you run Celtic close on a couple of occasions. You get a draw at the start of the season, and then I, I want to say there's two defeats kind of back-to-back at home. One was in the Cup quarter-final, getting beat 2-1, but... But those Rangers game, we spoke to John about his his special goal, um, beating Rangers uh, at Cali Park. But at Ibrox, you were unbeaten against Rangers that season as well. Good memories of of going down to the likes of Rangers and Celtic as well, and, and getting results. The way we seen it was a free shot, really. You know, um, nobody expected anything of it, and you know at that time, you know Rangers and Celtic expected to put five past us more often than not, and we just turn up and do a bit make it hard for them um, and obviously down at Ibrox I think we drew beat them 1-0 I think Benny scored that day yep. and we drew one each when uh, Dargs scores late on as well but we're actually down to 10 men early this, the one each draw Dodsey gets sent off mm-hmm. and they score from the resulting free kick and we just dug in and uh, waited for the one chance and uh, 
thankfully dogs took it that day but um, uh, it was great going down to these places but I actually I love going down to Tyne Castle brilliant I love Tyne Castle best place to go and play football for atmosphere um, I think maybe because Rangers and Celtic fans are expecting you know a cricket score um, but down at Tyne Castle it was always always a good atmosphere Nick Ross said that a few weeks ago he said that Tyne Castle was one of his favourite grounds and he uh, he got shouted he got called I called a skeleton or Skeletor, sorry, um, by a by a a, a Hearts fan. Any um, any because Tynecastle is quite close to the pitch. You you must have um, experienced the odd the odd shout or odd bit of abuse from uh, from a from a Hearts fan at Tynecastle because they're so close to the pitch. Yeah, you you, you got it most places to be fair, but um, I think uh, the boys that played in the wide areas probably got it more than. Uh, and it, the rest was because being middle of the park kind of just stayed in there um, but yeah it's just I, I haven't been down since the new stand's been up um, but I keep saying to the daughter we're going to have to go down and watch a game because the atmosphere at Tyne Castle was great um, I think in 10-11 uh, season we, we ended up drawing one each down there and we, we scored early but it was at Alamo and at that point uh, Hearts were on I think they were going for a record seven straight wins or something yep. and they, they get absolutely battered us that day but we came out I actually I should have, I should have won it in the end but never mind um, but just remember the atmosphere being unbelievable it was one of the best atmospheres that day was, that, um, was, it was Adam just, Adam Rooney scored it or was it no was it Grant I'm sure someone Grant, it, Grant scored a header early yeah. on yep. Um and then I, I had a great chance at the end, um, shot straight at the goalie. Probably should have laid somebody else in. Uh, it was better than me, but um, <laughs> I think I think they they scored a penalty. And I think Kevin Kyle maybe took the penalty and scored, right. but it was just yep. the Alamo. They hit the post, things going across the face of goal and that. Um, but it was always good games down at Hearts. Always good games. Um, I think I don't over over time in the league. I've never felt Hearts were that much better than us ever. Um, same as Hibs. Um, it's funny, I was texting uh, Liam Keogh just the other week and that, and he was talking about uh, games against Hibs and that, and uh, he was going, oh, I just remember the game when uh, I mean, Keogh must have been middle of the park and uh, Kevin Thompson must have said something, and uh, Keogh was like, I just always remember you saying to them, we love playing against you. We we're gonna run all over using that, and we did. We, they, and Hibs hated coming up to us, uh, you know. And we always, when we played Hibs at home, we always felt we were goal up already because you could tell by their their body language and that they just did not fancy coming up to Inverness. Yeah, right. Because I think Hibs had, uh, I want to say, I think it was once you left Cali Thistle, Hibs won a game the, in the last kick of the ball and Gary O'Connor yeah, yeah. scored, and it was their first win ever in the Highlands, and I think. Yeah, ever since then they've never they've, they, you're right they had a kind of horrendous record and home and away because you that's the thing about Cali yeah. Thistle you guys were uh, you were you were good at home but I think you were even better away from home you always got the you know the good results at the yeah. the, the Tynecastles Easter Road uh, Ibrox Parkhead I mean wherever you went you were you were pretty good on the road yeah um, it, it probably suited us better sitting in and how, hitting on the counter it's like most teams do these days but um, definitely suited us um, I think you know team when we were away at Hibs and Hearts and that, it was always the onus is on them to come and you know play and do this do that and we would hit them and we, we were good at soaking up soaking up pressure um, early on in that and we, we could handle it um, and we always felt that we'll get a chance and it's up to us to, to take it and then sort of like the back four myself and that would just um sit in and wait for the opportunity to get the white boys in get the likes of Dargs and Bainey through and uh, snatch a goal and that would be us happy days Season 2008-9 was a difficult one for the club it's probably the first time in your spell at Cali Thistle that the club went backwards they they get relegated that season Craig Brewster leaves in the January Terry Butcher comes in in the February what went wrong that season? <sighs> It's hard, hard to say, but um, I think obviously Marius left that summer. Graham Bain left that summer. I think uh, Dennis Wynes as well. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he'd let. Yeah, that's right. Baz was kind of out of favour as well, and I think Baz ended up going on loan. 
or maybe even left later on that season, did he? He did, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, clear so of the south. Yeah. Um, and I just think we lost a bit of experience um, and we took in Andy Barman and I think there was a lot expected of him. You know, um, obviously being banging in the goals at County. And again, Barra, fair play to him. Great guy. And actually started the season off really well. And we took in Adam Rooney as well. So we'd kind of lost a bit of experience up front and had a bit of youth, you would say. And again, we started off all right. Had a couple of results here and there and blah, blah, blah. But then things just started... It's hard to say. Uh, so it's it's not easy to put your finger on it because if if you could, then you know some you would pass it on and these things wouldn't happen. But um, it just didn't work out, you know. And then uh, to be fair, Butcher came in um, again, got a few results to start with, and things changed. And then, but to be fair, we were four points clear of bottom with four games to go, and we just couldn't get enough points to keep us up. And I think I ended up going down and goal difference to St Mirren you know um, that was that was hard it was really hard but we made a few good signings that summer and obviously history shows that we got back up but no such I'm not sure uh, obviously as well what I would say is Craig Brewster wasn't playing you know that was a difference from his first time at the club to the second time he played a lot more games the first time um, and he was a good player second time he only played a few games um, I think that was a big difference between his his first spell and his second spell. When Terry Butcher comes in in the in the February, he's obviously a, a big character. You you played under him for for two and a half years. Um, what does he do in that kind of first team meeting or the first time he's with the boys? To because he did have a bit of an impact coming in um, the club. You know, get some some big results. I remember a game he beat Rangers one 0 at Ibrox with Ian Black scoring the last kick of the ball so you got some some good results in there but what does he do when he comes in what's the first thing he says to the the players just it was kind of just it was back to basics be solid you know kind of the back four was a back four no full backs weren't really getting forward Um, just being a unit it was a lot of shape a lot of training was based on uh, shape um, formation work and that and um, just being hard to beat again don't be overcommitting and stuff like that and it was again we've done alright um, but just couldn't get that last win that we needed to keep us up as you mentioned that season afterwards you've talked about it already with um, the journey back from from here it's a it's a tremendous season really um, it's funny because football in the Highlands was was alive that season I've spoke to a lot of guys in the last couple of weeks about Ross County uh, who made the the 2010 Scottish Cup final that season, and for a while, it looked like Dundee were going to run away with the league. Um, I think after that yeah. Challenge Cup final, it's funny we spoke to Sean Higgins a few weeks ago. Sean Higgins was part of that Dundee team, the likes of Lee Griffiths, yeah. Gary Harkins. They were on fire, and it looked like that Dundee were just going to um, run away with the league. But history shows that Cali Thistle fought back and fought back in style. The turning point. It's funny. I was at the two games. After the Challenge Cup final, Paddock Thistle beat you guys 2-1 at Firhill. And I remember... 2-1, yeah. 2-1, sorry, yeah. And I remember uh, Terry Butcher was 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 furious after the game. He was... Yeah. He, I mean, he was just... He was on a, a right strop. Um, you know, the interview after the game was one of those... You just kind of stick the mic in and ask three questions and away you go. Yeah. And then the, the game after that, you were sent off um, against Queen of the South. Yeah. Uh, Richie yeah. Richie Foreham was sent off as well. Terry Butcher was sent off. It was a real kind of ding dong uh, scrap between a couple of Queen of the South guys, yourself. Yeah. But that for me was probably the turning point uh, in the club season because then you went on this incredible winning streak uh, and you you just went on and and marched on to um, to the title for yourself. That kind of couple of months um, from the, the start of December, the Queen of the South game. <laughs> All the way up to in the season. What was that like? Yeah, obviously, um, as you say, got me and Richie got sent off, and we ended up playing. I think it was Wraith the next game, and we snuck a one, a win at home. I think actually Eric, maybe Eric Odiambo scored that day. But uh, I think the big one was Dundee at home. I think was it Boxing Day or round about then, mm-hmm. and we one nil down. And <laughs> funnily enough, uh, Brian Kerr plays a short pass back and I think Ads gets in and scores and we salvage a one all draw 
and then from then that's when we really kicked on and started winning games um, and eventually just got to the stage where turning up and you knew you were going to win you really did and there was I think we after that we drew two games County away and Dundee away and Dundee 2-0 up we should have won but uh, and that was a game uh, Terry Butcher went mental again funnily enough after that game after being 2-0 up um, but I always remember thinking Dun- that was the best Dundee could play and they couldn't beat us and we didn't play that well and we still um, got a point and I just thought you know what if that's is all they've got we've it's only ourselves that we can blame if we don't win this um, I just felt that confident that we were good enough eventually we got into a settled team with Hazy on the right Rich on the left Ads was through the middle um, Marcel and Coxie and a lot of times it was either Eric or Danny Sanchez but it didn't make much difference and Tokes had been play, started playing centre half instead of right back and uh, Prox had gone to right back because um, Nauri well like this he yes. was centre half yep. but Tokes, Tokes ended up going in there and Golly got back in the team and it was just a, a more solid unit and I think uh, we ended up going top of the league when we beat Park Thistle 1-0 away and from then on it was just you just knew it was ours because um, we, we scored a lot of late goals yep. right at home Richie Foran and that and you're just thinking Dundee are going in the changing room every day every, after every game bang there's Cali 90th minute winner or you know they've done it again late on and that, that's just soul destroying if you're the chasing team and thankfully it worked out and I think did we end up 15 points ahead at the end of the season um, oh no hey, 12, a- it was 12 or 15 because it was either they were 15 ahead we ended up 12 ahead or they were 12 and we were 15 but there was a big swing and you just you know even um, you could feel it I think another thing that changed is they got rid of Jockey uh, Jockey Scott that's right yeah and you know and you started hearing a few things coming out uh, the change room and that you know you hear whispers that you know some boys aren't happy with Dodgy and um Chizzy mm-hmm. and you know these things these things help the opposition and um, but we were a good team and as I say we were confident uh, once we got in that run that that was it we, we were never going to get stopped You spoke earlier about Barry Wilson David Bingham and Paul Ritchie in that 3-4 season Richie Foran Johnny Hayes and Adam Rooney in the nine ten season, how good were those guys as a as a front three? Because Johnny Hayes, I remember Johnny Hayes came from Leicester. I think he was released by Leicester, an unknown quantity, and and turned in well. I mean, Johnny's now playing for Celtic. You know, the very top of his yeah. game. What 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 were those guys like as a front three? Yeah, it was once they got going. Like Hazy, his pace was unbelievable. Baz was quick, but Hazy was lightning. He, and he just took him a wee bit of time to, you know, adapt to Scottish football and. And Ads was scoring for fun, and Richie, we we played against Richie many a times when he was at Motherwell, and that. So you know what Richie had, and it'd actually be a. I think the only the difference between that two front threes was probably Bingy. He had something different. It would drop in, and uh, he was probably more creative than any of them in terms of different. But um, we ended up sort of being the same sort of shape that we ended up playing a lot of the time. Um, and it was like for like really Ads and Dreamboy were just goal scorers uh, Hazy and Baz were wingers and Richie was a wide player but more solid up and down and Bingy was one that floated in about um, but two sets of uh, great players to have in your team You mentioned at the very start you were obviously gutted to miss that run in to the uh, to the to the title win in 2004 and ultimately you know lift the trophy on, on trophy day a bit more relaxed in 2010 knowing that you've actually won it but that final game of the season enjoyable for yourself to go out there against Dundee uh, win the game obviously and then then go and pick up the trophy and have a good party afterwards yeah but it was weird because it was one of those you didn't want because Dundee had a few chances that day to be fair Um, you didn't want it it's one of those you don't want the day to be spoiled even though you know you're getting your the trophy and you see it so many times um, and I remember Butcher putting that into us all the time and thankfully it worked out um, in the end we won and obviously great getting the trophy and good laugh afterwards and what have you um, 
and then uh, just get yourself ready for the next season really I want, I've probably done him a disservice here because um, you, you spoke about that, that team uh, that, that won the league obviously the front three you know the midfield the defence everything was solid it was funny actually Derek Adams said a few weeks ago that Stuke that was his biggest regret one of his biggest transfers out that he's regretted the most was Stuart Golubek that defence was solid Ryan Essen was keeping clean sheets aplenty at the back as well talk to us about Ryan Essen you know him obviously well as a, as a person and a character he's a, he's he's quite a character I think that's fair to say but but he was he was tremendous that season as well obviously I've known Essen since we were like 10 years old Um great guy anybody who knows him knows how loud he is um, you know he, he, when he first came up to Inverness he stayed with us for five weeks I think he must have drove the, the wife mental but he, he was a good he was always a good goalie so when when he was coming when I knew he was going to be coming up I thought yeah that's that's good that's a good signing for us good experience played a lot of games great short stopper and that um, and a good talker and as a goalie that's so important and that um and he did. He had a, a great season, and I think uh, we'll, we'll end up signing tougher the following year. But I'd say maybe the next season, first year back in the league, Essen probably SPL Essen probably had an even better season. You know, he was uh, he was brilliant. Um, he, he's had a great time in Inverness. Obviously, he got back in the team for the the cup final win. Um, so he's had a lot of success there, and um, it's just uh, he's just now right in the heat. I think, I think that's the best way of putting it. Uh, I couldn't have put it better myself. He's not right in the head. Uh, that 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 the following season, the club get back to the to the top flight. It's your last season at the club for yourself. Good to get back to to playing in the top flight, but ultimately ends in in disappointment. I think, if I remember rightly, I think it was yourself and Granty told at the same time uh, that you were leaving the club. Your 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 kind of thoughts on. The the end of your Cali Thistle career. I, I absolutely got it, and uh, when I look back, if I could have, uh, it sounds weird. I'd rather that would have been. I retired after that. I went to county and it didn't work out, but that's a different story. I've just absolutely devastated when uh, I walked out at uh, Inverness for the last time. It was tough, and probably I think. Not not on me personally, but if you look, it was myself, Granty, Goalie and Roy all left the same summer. I think Butcher could have maybe kept one, maybe two, just for round the cha- changing room, a bit of experience, because they struggled the following season. They made a lot of changes that year. I just felt you could have kept one or two and helped round the changing room, um, and even on the pitch, you know. Um, but it wasn't to be... Um, yeah, it was one of the hardest days in football. Really disappointing, but when you've got to try and shake off and go again, but um, never really happened for me. The the end of that kind of season, um, it's it's funny. I remember speaking to him after the after the game. Um, I think I can't quite remember how it came about, but there might have been a release from the club that yourself and and Grant would be leaving. There was obviously a lot of shock from from supporters, and I remember talking to him after the the game. So the announcement came out, I think maybe on the Monday, and then on the Wednesday, Grant goes and puts in a man of the match performance against Celtic as Cali oh, went three yeah. two that season. And it was funny, you know, speaking to him after the game, and it was almost like I wanted to ask him the question, you know, why why are you leaving? You know, how how are you leaving after that? But I knew that Grant wouldn't have you know answered a question like yeah. that, you know, because he's a, a professional guy. But you know, yourself yeah. in the same boat. I think the supporters were really shocked to see two guys that had. That spent ten years, ten year service at the club, you know, and I think they were a wee bit hurt as well. That the guys like yourself and Grant were just kind of, that they were just let go in, in those circumstances. Yeah, just the thing is, I actually thought I had a decent enough season, you know. Um, I'm probably the most critical of myself, you know, uh, my biggest critic, and uh, I always felt that when I played, we played better. Um, so it wasn't a shock, but. Not a surprise, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, from from the day he came in, Butcher, I always felt I always felt that he was trying to get somebody else to replace me. He took in uh, Brian Kerr. He took in uh, Coxie and Daniel Stratford this following season. He took in Stuart Duff back in um, a couple of times. I just felt he was looking for somebody to replace me. But I always thought I stood up to the challenge and showed that the team were better when I was in. And 
Grant, he was as usual, just solid. He was probably a bigger shock, Grant, he really, being a local boy as well. Managers do these things that they, they're they trying to take the club in a, their direction and they thought it was the best thing to do. Um, I, I'm just one of those, once he's made his, his mind up, that's it, you're not changing it. Um, but uh, it's always all fond memories, to be fair. Now, I mean this in the best possible way, but I was... I remember it's funny we can look back and, and joke now because I know it wasn't your last appearance for the club but the the second last game of that season was at home to St Mirren and I remember yeah. yourself and, and think Lee Mayer might have gotten a bit of a tangle and the yeah. referee I can't remember who the referee was that day I should have looked it up he, 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 he produced uh, a red was, card uh, Bobby Madden uh, uh, oh. Bobby Madden what's his name yeah Bobby Madden and yeah, he, he, he shows the, you the red he's card. Head one, isn't he? Yes, that's right. He shows you the red card, and I remember yeah. your face. It was like shock, and it was a, and if I remember rightly, it was a kind of nothing. It was a kind of tussle uh, between yourselves. You must have been thinking that that this is your last appearance in a Cali Thistle shirt, and and you know you didn't want to sign off on a red card. I know you played the following. You got Hamilton, but when you, that red card shown, you must have thought, oh Jesus, not not in this way, you know? Yeah, because. Uh... <laughs> Obviously, um, the way I seen it was, I thought I'd be automatic three game ban, because um, I think we had Hibs home and Hibs at home in the midweek, and then yes, that's right, yeah. and I thought I thought it'd be a two game ban or whatever. One with the sending off, and then I I was just about over the points for the next suspension, and uh, but obviously, fortunately enough, I managed to come on against Hamilton, but it kind of probably would have summed up my uh, Cali career correctly really ups and downs <laughs> highs and lows um, you know um, but yeah I was thankful I, I managed to get another appearance um, I think I made me equal with Baz as well so uh, happy days you know <laughs> uh, but yeah it was I, I remember it, it was nothing we should actually had a penalty and Lee Mayer just stood over me I just stood up chest brushed against his hip and he went down yeah, no complaints against them. I was raging at the time but they're in a relegation fight and uh, you do whatever you can to get your team the three points but thankfully I'd scored that day and we've still got the win Yourself and Grant you mentioned it there you, you go across the bridge to join Ross County Ross totally would follow the, the season afterwards as well yep. uh, you, you mentioned you touched on it there obviously disappointing how would you kind of sum up your, your, your time at Ross County frustrating? <laughs> Yeah, a great set of guys, um, a great chairman. The club's run behind the scenes is brilliant. Um, <laughs> just to be fair, I didn't help myself after the first game. We played Elgin and came in and had a go. We got beat and me being me, I can't help myself. Um, did myself no favours having a go at the, the players and that. Um, cause I didn't think we should be getting beat from Elgin. Yeah, just from then, um, just didn't get on with Derek Adams really <laughs> and I think uh, most most people well sorry that's maybe not right but he's, I don't think he's got much of a connection with the players but he's very professional I'll give him that but um, no it just didn't work out um, and I've probably relieved the day that my time there came to an end you join is it Brora you had a wee spell at Brora afterwards as well yeah, I played five games for them, but uh, it's a shame. Um, really wasn't in it, you know. I kind of I remember uh, one night uh, we must have been training in Dingwall on a Tuesday or Thursday, and it must have been about minus uh, I don't know seven or eight or something. And I remember standing there thinking, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And from then I just thought, "Nah, that's it. I I can't do this anymore." Time to call it a day. Yeah, um, I think I, you know what. Once I left Kenya or whatever, I could have maybe went down to a central belt team or whatever, you know, lower leagues. But I didn't want to move family or anything. I knew I was going to have to get a job, and just thought, well, why not just try and get one now? You're still in. Um, you're still in Aberdeen, or sorry, yeah. Stonehaven outside Aberdeen. We spoke uh, before before we started recording. Um, you, you talked about your. Uh, or you haven't been involved in, in football in the in the last couple of years, but uh, you're starting to you're starting to get the the bug again through your daughter. Yeah, um, I, when I'm at home, I help out with, on a training on a Tuesday and our games on a Sunday, and uh, 
under 11s and come to training I, I expect their standards to be uh, the standards that uh, mine was at you know when I was playing football and that uh, um, I, I probably give them a wee bit of an earful uh, I'm probably the bad cop out the coaches there um, good habits and daughter wants to go and watch football games so we're going to the Aberdeen games and that um, I've got her mad in uh, Liverpool as well so um, just yeah um and, and enjoying it I enjoy helping them uh, you know you see their, uh, my daughter come off on a Sunday maybe scored a goal or whatever and that's her buzzing um, and it makes when you see your kids happy it makes you happy doesn't it absolutely absolutely you're right as long as you're in, you're enjoying football at whatever level that's the the main thing Russell when you look yep. back over your, your 10 years at um, at Cali Thistle what's the best way to, to sum up your your time your 10 years at, at Cali Thistle Best time of my life, uh, it really was. Um, we loved Inverness. Even the wife, the wife would probably move back up there tomorrow if she, if if we could. Um, you know, it, just fantastic. From the moment I walked into the, the club um, to the moment I left, the amount of players came across and you know bonded with, and uh, still keep in touch with a lot of them. A lot of good players and great memories. You know. Yeah, it's definitely a period in my life uh, in my life that I'll never forget. Well, it's been an enjoyable uh, hour or so talking over your your ten years at uh, at Inverness Cali Thistle, and I'm sure you know Cali fans especially will enjoy you know looking back over or listening back over to those uh, those ten years, a very successful uh, period for the club. Uh, Russell, during uh, during lockdown at the moment, we're in the lockdown in the UK. Stay safe out there, and and thanks for your time. Cheers, Ian. Thanks very much. Enjoyed it. Stay safe yourself. Thank you for listening to Highland Football Weekly. Before you go, one small favour. If you wouldn't mind telling a friend about this podcast, a friend who would like football and, of course, football in the Highlands, if you're on social media, please like and share. And if you're on iTunes, please leave a comment as well. Just realise that's more than one small favour, but you get the gist. See you next week.